Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ron. You can hear me. I hear you, buddy. How are you? I'm really, really tired. I just, um, we did a eight and a half mile hike, a four and a half in and out, and it was a 3,000 mile climb. It's the first hike I did that was actually marked as strenuous. (laughs) <laughs> wow, there you go. Good for you. You're putting in your road work, I see. Dad would be proud. Absolutely, except my dad never did <laughs> mountains like these. <laughs> and and he kind of limited it to a, he kind of limited it to an hour. I, that was, we were on the trail for like that, five and a half. Wow, good for you. That's good. That's good. Who'd you go with? Family or by yourself? No, I went with a, a friend of mine, Scott, who's one of the other assistant scoutmasters in my son's Boy Scout troop. And we went up to Mount Baden-Powell, Baden who is named after the guy who actually invented scouting. Oh, wow. it's, one of the ta- cool. it's one of the taller. So <clears throat> if I'm a little tired or a little out of it. Oh, no worries. Plus, uh, okay. as long as I sound good. <laughs> Yeah, sound good. All right, any key topics you want to uh, talk about? I saw in that one, uh, you know, that one of your groups that everyone was asking about was like growing up with dad. I mean, so do you want to talk about that? You want to talk about something else? I don't know if you're sick of sure. talking about your dad all these years, you know. <laughs> but you know, actually, on the different funny things. thing is, I, you know, I came out of my shell and was talking about my dad all the time, and then pretty soon people realized how much I knew, and they stopped asking me questions about my dad. So I have no problem talking about my dad ad nauseum, and you know, oh, cool. Oh, that was funny that one post, someone's arguing with you about what your dad did. And I was like, that's his dad. Like, he knows what his dad did. Was, was what was funny. funny is, that, you know, he's arguing about whether it was pens or pencils and yeah. that my dad used. And I nobody. And, it, you know, and I'm, it's not a bragging point. Nobody spent more time watching him write ads than me. He quit uh, his last job and became a copywriter the day before I was born and um, set me aside and started teaching me the business. I was stuffing, stamping, and sealing envelopes for test uh, mailings when I was like three years old. Wow! And cool. um, he just pulled me aside and started training me everything. So, trust me when I say you know he stuff. always used a pen. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, that was also a silly tell, argument. So. Yeah, that is like right, we'll, we'll tell that story in the interview. Let's get started. You ready to go, bud? Sure. Okay, everybody, welcome to this episode of the podcast. We have a very special guest today. I'm delighted to have Bond Halbert on the episode today. And if you're not familiar with Bond or his father, Gary Halbert, his father, Gary, is regarded as one of the greatest copywriters ever, if not the greatest copywriter ever. And I don't think I go two days without reading marketing or business information where someone doesn't bring up Gary's name or mention him. And Bond has developed into one of the great copywriters himself and, and, and is established in the field as well. So we're really delighted to have Bond on today. And uh, Bond, how are we doing today? I'm tired, but I'm good. I just got off a major hike, so it's all. Yeah, you're, you're, I'm feeling well. Yeah, tell us a little bit. You're involved in a hike with the Boy Scouts. Tell a little bit of the audience what you were just telling me. You did a nice long hike today. So what I was saying was that you know um, I'm an assistant scoutmaster with my son's troop, and we are training to do longer backpacking trips. And one of the day trips, my so-called friend decided to take me up to do was up Mount Baden Powell, which is 
Um, I live at sea level, so you start off around 7,000 feet, uh, actually lower than that, and you end up at 9,000, like 400, in a very, like in a four-mile trek. So it's just four miles, very steep trail, and then four miles back down. So your bones are hurting, um, and you're, you know, you're having a hard time acclimating to the wind, but it was good. We did it, um, and, you know, I just got that kind of, that, that relaxed feel you get after doing a lot of exercise. <laughs> nice. That's good. Yeah, you got got to keep it in a little bit. So yeah. I, I can't imagine anyone listening to the podcast doesn't know who your father Gary is, but uh, just give us the uh, quick synopsis. Like you say, he's regarded mo- every circle as one of the top ever, if not the top ever. But uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, your father and who he was, and uh, we'll go from there, growing up with a world-famous dad. Well, I think he was the top copywriter uh, who ever lived, in my opinion. And I know that my opinion is biased, but I would give you three <laughs> pieces of evidence. Um, one is he wrote the most widely mailed sales letter in history. And nobody's written a piece that has encapsulated or started an industry as big as the heraldry coat of arms industry he started in the 70s. And that letter went on to just mail and mail and mail for decades. And the longevity of it was unsurpassed that I know of. Um, the other thing is he's had more record-breaking controls, and this is in defense of all the other copywriters. You could not do what he did, again, because now if you wanted to you know, write in finance, you're up against a guy who, you know, the top copywriter is a guy who specializes in finance and has done so for 20 years and knows it in and out. But my dad had record-breaking winners in more industries than anybody I know, so it, you know, you know, finance, diet, real estate. I mean, it just, the list was endless. And the third piece of evidence I would suggest for that is the fact that he had a greater effect on more copywriters because he was the first one to start sharing real-world advice um, with a multitude of copywriters. And that's where his, you know, the legacy um, that I, my brother and I are now, you know, kind of in charge of keeping, holding, you know, holding the torch for um, because, you know, everybody owes it. And I hear people, like, I will see people that will say, oh, so-and-so taught this technique, and they learned that technique from my dad. <laughs> so, you know, and it, you can't tell you how many people, they're like, okay, I kept hearing his name, so I looked it up, and then I had this epiphany, and I go, oh, that's where they learned it. Oh, that's where they learned it. And so it kind of all rolled back to that, because um, they're, you know, I mean, growing up, the only thing he liked to talk about, really, for the most, there was a few small minor hobbies like buying cameras not shooting photography but actually buying he studied the equipment for some reason um and a little bit of fishing but for the most part it was marketing 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 and lived in breathing so you know imagine somebody's brain was completely absorbing anything that would be helped or helpful towards marketing and just it wouldn't hold any information that wasn't helpful towards marketing so he <laughs> couldn't program his vcr but he could, you know, but he could sell VCRs if he wanted to. And it was an amazing yeah. thing because uh, one of my favorite stories, my brother came into that. My dad couldn't figure out how to get the, the clock to stop blinking on the VCR. So what he did was <laughs> take a piece of paper and folded it over and put it on the VCR so he didn't have to see the clock blinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great one. Well, not you the know. only person that's ever done that for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think but, well, the one you point know, you you said was really interesting. Sorry, but it was you know with so many all the great copywriters just you know mention your father all the time and and you know the the smart ones show respect, but 
you know, all the people, Dan Kennedy and anybody that's, you know, popular now and John Carlton, all the people that you work with as well, just everybody, you know, pays so much respect to dad. And I think that is like kind of the ultimate measure, like you were saying, where, you know, he's, he's taught more copywriters than anybody else on the planet, as far as I know as well. So I think that was a great point you brought up there, but keep going on with your story there, Bon. Uh, the, you know, uh, more to that point, we kept the, you know, when he passed away, we kept the GaryHalbertLetter.com uh, up, and everybody thought we were going to shut it down. And, you know, they had no idea how much respect that we paid to what he had done. And so, you know, they, they were waiting, you know, they were feverishly going to download everything and print everything and thought we were going to just kill the whole site and monetize it or something. And, you know, we knew our father would be very disappointed if we did that. So, um you know, the site's been up, and there's so many people who discover him later, you know, long past, you know, long after he had passed away. And then they go, and they they, they stay up all night reading newsletters and reading newsletters. And, you know, Kevin and I, what we do now is we don't try – if somebody comes to us and they want to learn something like copywriting, we will teach them. And sometimes they don't know the basics, and we have to teach them a lesson we learned from our father. But for the most part, what we try and do is prove how his concepts still work in the online world and in the digital world. And we have, um, you know, so, I mean, I use his concepts of getting regular snail mail open and used it to getting record-breaking email open ranks and teaching people how to do it for themselves. And... It all goes back to his teaching. It's just that, you know, we had learned the lessons over and over and over again. And when you hear something that much, you get it kind of like on a core cellular level where you can, it's easier to apply those lessons um, to, you know, more modern technology and ways of doing it. And I'm very convinced that my father or my brother or myself could easily you know, you could come up with a completely new social media platform. You could come up with a completely new marketing system, you know, media or channel or anything, and it wouldn't take long for us to go through it and tell you the best way to capitalize on it because it's all, you know, goes back to the core fundamentals of understanding people, their experiences, and knowing what it is they want that you could give them in exchange to get what you want. So it always starts with the other person. Always, you know, and when it, when you do that, and you and it cut and it's like my dad's favorite story, the one that's the most famous lesson of all, which is the hamburger stand story or lesson. It boils down to um, no tell people all the time, hey, have hamburger stands. God's going to grant us both one wish. You can have anything you want. You can have the tastiest recipe. You can have the freshest ingredients. You can have anything you want. What is, what is it you're going to ask for? People would have and haw and come up with what they thought was the best. And my dad, in the end, would say, I would ask for one thing, a starving crowd. A starving crowd is going to pay mm-hmm. any amount of money that I ask them for. A starving crowd is going to be happy no matter what kind of food I give them. You know, <laughs> And that kind of getting to the core of what people want and figuring out ways to deliver it to them you know, is where it all starts. So most People have an idea. They think everybody should like something. They create a business around it. When in fact, a great marketer will turn around and see that there's a demand for something, and then feed that demand. 
Yeah, that's a great point. And another great point you brought up, sometimes people, uh, you know, the smart Internet marketers study your dad and everybody else, but they think, oh, Internet's oh, yeah. so different. And direct response is direct response. It doesn't matter if it's in a, a newsletter, it's in a letter, it's on a website. It's the same principles that your dad and others taught or apply everywhere. And, yeah, I just reread the uh, the Boron letters and uh, two things on that. I mean, one, I thought, what a, what an awesome gift for you that your dad wrote those for you and such great lessons for us in marketing. And that was one I reread it just recently for how many times, but it just like hit me too that your dad was always he he looked for the hungry market first and then marketed them, whereas like 99% of us, you know, do what we want to do or sell the burger we want to sell, and not asking what the marketplace would they want. Your dad always viewed it the opposite way. Tell us a little bit more about the Boron letters and some of the lessons from your father. That's such a cool book. Well, the Boron letters were a series of letters he wrote while he was incarcerated. Now, my dad was not a perfect individual. I'll be the first to admit that. But he was actually incarcerated for a crime he did not commit. Um, but he took with a grain of salt. He told me, you know, look, I've done a lot of things that were bad in my life, and I look at it as a way of cleaning the slate. And if it wasn't for the Boron letters, you wouldn't have the Gary Halbert letter. So when he was put away um, for 10 months, I was the person in charge of shepherding his work to, from his clients to and from where he was still working there. And his job was to rake the visitor yard. He got like 11 cents an hour, and then he would sit down and write ads for $7,500 a piece. <laughs> he would, uh, when he, as soon as he finished writing his work, he would sit down and write a letter to me. And um, those letters ended up being a you know, the backbone or the, the kind of outline for what would eventually become the Gary Halpert newsletter, which was a uh, printed letter that you paid about $198 a year for. Then, um, then one day, after we, Kevin and I finally convinced him that the World Wide Web was going to change the world, and he believed it, he said, okay, you know what I'm going <laughs> to do? I'm going to go give my letters away for free online. And we thought he was crazy for doing that. And then, boom, he became, you know, everybody was like, oh, my God, this resource is fantastic. So it's another case and example where we knew the tech, but he, as soon as he understood, because we explained him what it would do, he dominated. And then, um, you, know, and, and, you know, the legend just kind of grew from there. But the boring letters are filled with, you know, raw life lessons. And if you want to, you know, people – you know, wonder about what it was like growing up with them, and they think that the Boron letters were written kind of like to be published. They weren't. They were letters written to me to teach me the stuff that they were. Now, he knew he was going to save some of the lessons, but they're personal. They were, that was exactly what it was like growing up with him in the fact that he didn't pull any punches. He told me the straight scoop no matter what it was. And he, you know, I mean, we had that kind of like honest, relationship between the two of us. And I try and do that with my own children. You know, my, my own children, I didn't bother teaching them about Santa Claus or anything else. I was like, one thing I admired about my dad was if I went to him, I knew I was getting his version of the truth. And that's what I do too. And uh, it's the same thing also in marketing because, you know, you can sit there and tell people, that's a really good idea. You know, I think you have something there, you know, and you figure out what's real and what's not over time. Um, but he would just go straight to, to it. And he once asked me, because I had a degree in marketing, he said, what do they teach you in school? I said, they're teaching me stuff that's some lingo and some things that might be useful if I was ever going to get a corporate job. But for the most part, you know, you'll learn more hanging out with you than, you know, in a couple of months than you will for all four years of college. And he was proud of the fact that I made that statement. Though. And I remember we had this 
class on entrepreneurship. And he was going to, the, the guy was offering extra credit if you went to this uh, field trip out to Palm Springs to meet this man's hero, which was Joe Cosman. And I said, okay, I'm going to go out there. I called my dad and go, hey, I'm going to meet Joe Cosman. He goes, oh, tell him I said hello. <laughs> so I, I, didn't, I didn't want the teacher or anybody to really know who I was. And so I waited. They were all lining up to meet him after he had given his presentation. And I got to the very back of the line. And I came up and I said, hi, I'm Vaughn Halpert. I'm Gary Halpert's son. He wanted me to tell you hello. He goes, oh, you're Gary's son? And he just started like fawning. <laughs> <laughs> the look on my professor's face. And, you know, my professors, after a little while, they're like, okay, I wanted to go into law. They're like, don't go into law. They said, you need to do what you're doing and what your dad teaches you because you're so, you know, you're good at it. You understand it. You know what, what's what. And it's a better kind of like way of life. And um, it, was, it was just a, it was surreal in the fact that it was a um, very unique relationship. But on top of that, whenever um, uh, he was a, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because I see it with my own kids now where it's like you're just dad at home, but you go to mm-hmm. a marketing or especially a direct marketing convention and people are like, oh, my God, you guys are like royalty or whatever. You know, we yeah, never ever yeah. use that term, but everybody else did. And they'll, they'll be like, oh, I can't you know, believe it. And then the second thing that they're most stunned about is the fact that just like our father, she can talk to us. We don't climb into ivory towers. You know, we don't, you know, we don't, you know, I mean, if you ask us questions, we give you answers, and we don't say, you know, we don't refuse to give people the time of day and stuff like that, like, you know, a lot of people would. And so we also learned that from our father as well. You know, my dad's personal number was actually the number that he published on the website. That was actually his home phone number. And so he would call, and I get the same calls. We call people you know, is this so-and-so? This is Mr. Halbert. Yeah. And they're like, really? You picked up your own phone? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good lesson, too. Never, you know, be humble, <clears throat> stay humble. And, you know, people's egos get too big, and they, they forget where they came from and, you know, get themselves in trouble a lot of times. So that's probably a great lesson from your dad as well. Tell us a little bit about your career. I know you're, everyone always wants to talk about your dad because he's such an interesting guy. But tell us a little bit about, you know, you got out of school. and What, what have you been up to for your career? Um, well, you know what I try and do is create the breakthroughs. And then um, I like my father and the fact that I get bored after I do create a breakthrough. So I wrote the very first book on the subject of editing copy ever written. And I was surprised. I'm like, well, nobody's ever done this before. And it was a, I was, I'm writing a trilogy, but I started with, you know, copywriting is three main phases. One is research, understanding your prospect and your market so well that it doesn't matter how good the copy is, you're offering something they want. The second part, taking that research and doing a rough draft and, you know, putting the right, saying the right things, not necessarily saying it in the best way, but saying the right things. And the third phase is actually editing the copy. And you will hear David Ogilvy's quotes and you will hear other people say that, you know, I'm not a great copywriter. What I am is a fantastic researcher and a terrific editor. And I was giving a lot of high-end copywriters advice they're, you know, on cleaning up their copy. And they're like, and eventually it became kind of like a formula thing because you do it so often. You're like, okay, here, so you teach a lesson. And 
then when you do that, I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to write this whole system of that I have on all these parts out. And I realized that editing was never, was never done before. So I'm like, I want to be the first. So I put that book out first. <laughs> and it's nice. called the Halbert, Cop- Halbert Copywriting Method Part 3. And you can get it on Amazon. It's the only place that I put it on Amazon. And what happened was, it, you know, it took off. People really loved it. And um, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe anybody didn't cover this before. And so um, I'm working on the other two parts of the book. But while doing that, something very funny happened. I was looking at going through the process of what it's like to buy a book on Amazon. I said, you know what? I'd like my book to be listed in that little section where people say, people who bought this book also bought that book. Mm-hmm. And I reverse engineered it. I said, if I was programming with computers at Amazon, what would be the things that would make me choose to put one book over the other? Because it's a decision. The computer makes the decision, but the computer's decisions are programmed by humans. So how would I can program the computer? And I was like, well, I do this, that, and the other. And it's a, longer, it's a long process. I said, I'm going to set out and try and do this. And I did it. And when I did it, um, I said, I'm going to tie it to John Carlton's new book. He put out his book. A couple weeks later, he goes, hey, how did you get Amazon to send an email to all my book buyers promoting your book? I didn't even know <laughs> they did that. I was like, really? And so another lesson I had learned from my father is if you can do it once, that's pretty good. But you have to be able to replicate it three times before you actually have a business model. So I did it again, and I said, okay, I want to go look at some of these other books, except I want to be tied to big books. Did you still hear me? Yep, I got you, Bob. Okay. Um, So I said, let me do this, and then I I did it again, and I did it, and then I did it with another book. And I wrote a, uh, and this is a little tip for your audience. I put out an email to, to Goose Sales at one point, and I wrote a book, I wrote an email, and it was called the Holy Trinity of Copywriting Books. And it's got everything that you want in a subject line. It's got curiosity. It's got specificity because it's the number three. It's got that kind of religious thing going, calling it a trinity. And it got the highest open rate the Gary Halpern letter has ever seen, blowing away anything my dad had ever written. And, you know, not that I'm sure if my dad spent more time working on it, he would have beaten me for sure. I'll never, ever try and compare myself to him. But it was a big feather in my cap to get the highest open rate on that website that was ever that was ever done. Nice, and yeah. Instantly, all three of the books that I recommended shot up. And I, start, and I grabbed a screen grab showing that um, all the books that I was recommending, including a book that somebody had asked me to write the foreword for, were all in the top five books on Amazon for the subject of copywriting. And then what I did, though, the difference was the way that I published is my books started going up in in sales every month without me doing anything. So I wasn't getting on a bunch of podcasts and promoting them. I did do that at the beginning, but the sales just kept going up and up and up for over three years. Wow. So, So the first thing I did was really create a system that increased open rates. Like people people were going and making YouTube videos and saying, you know, I had this open rate, I had a 30,000 name list, I thought I was doing great because I had a 10% open rate, and I used those tricks that Bond taught me, and I got 30% open rate. And 
um, there were multiple people doing that. And I started getting known as the open rate guy, especially because I was teaching my daughter how to do all this. And nice. then I got known as the guy who um, started teaching people how to, you know, get, um, you know, more sales on Amazon. And then I did that with the Moran letters. And then um, I did it with my book, which was the Halbert Copywriting Method Part 3. So now I think I'm being known as the Halbert, you know, the, the copy editing guy. And one of the other things, and so as an example of the things I like to figure out, I was like, you know, it'd be neat is if I could really get the names and addresses of all these people who are buying my book, because Amazon doesn't really like to let you do that. They don't give them to you. They do not. <laughs> so I told everybody, you buy my book, you send me a copy of the receipt, or just sign up in my email address. I will send you back, uh, or my website, and you know, and you put in the info, I'll send you a notepad. You know those like uh, realtor notepads that drop off at your door for shopping lists? Yeah, there you go. Well, I had one made up with the checklist of the editing book, the checklist written on every single page, and I sent it out to them for free. Nice. And I've so, seen a lot of people steal that technique from you too. I see that all the time. You know, pre-order and email me your info, and we'll give you bonuses. And I think you kind of started that, right, Bond? I see that. I see that all the time. Other people doing that now. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I claim to be the first, but I see it popularized for sure. And I don't know anybody who's doing it with a notepad. That's a useful tool. No. I, I see them doing it with, and most of the time they're doing it with digital downloads. They're not gabbing these. Correct. Things. Here's the thing, though. If you go get my notepads. And I'm not, you know, I'm not pimping that on your show. What, but if you go get my notepad, I've got your email address and I've got your snail mail address. Okay? Yeah, that's killer. That's two yeah. points of contact so that if I'm, if I'm kicked off of Amazon, which I won't be because I don't violate their terms, if for some <laughs> reason you can't get into my copy club, if for some reason, you know, because Facebook kicks me off or I'm then kicked off of Instagram and I'm kicked off of all these other things, I can always mail you. Now, here's the funny thing. Just like my father, I'm like, can I, fix, can I break this, can, the code? Can I do this? Can I crack that code? I did it, and then I haven't mailed anybody anything yet. And I also, <laughs> like, I, I, I rarely ever email. And when people do it, when I do email some, everybody, they're like, oh, my God, he finally emailed, you know? <laughs> so I am just like my dad in the fact that I get bored easily. And what happens is I, I solve one problem, and then I want to move on and solve another problem. The problems I want to solve are the things that people want to do, but we're never able to finish doing. So the Halbert, going back to my dad, the first Halbert coat of arms promotion. Back in the 70s, the gold standard list that every, the holy grail of mailings was to mail a thing called the Donnelly list. And R.R. Donnelly had compiled a list of all the names and addresses of everybody in phone books across the United States. It was the biggest list. But nobody could mail it because if you mailed the diet offer, you were wasting all that money mailing to people who weren't interested in diet. Right. Mailed the retirement. Everybody was the right age, but everybody had a last name. And what they would do is he, um, he would mail it out, and then he figured out if he mailed to people who had a certain amount of names that were just uncommon enough, he could then. Um, sell them the reports on their family name. And he did it with what they call a fake computer letter. Because back then, a computer <laughs> letter was just invented, but it had little dot matrix printing. And you could tell that, you know, it said Mr. Halbert, but you could tell the Halbert was a different font than the rest. 
Well, what mm -hmm. he did was he said, I'm going to mail all the Mr. Halbert. So I could just print the letter to say Mr. Halbert. People would think it was <laughs> typed because it says their name, but it's not, it doesn't show, off any, show up any different. And he had one other problem with it. Well, he had some serious other problems, but he solved them. But one other problem was he's like, these ones work and these ones don't. And my mom said, Bonehead, he said, you know, if your name's Miller and it's the most common name in the country, you don't think it's special enough, you're not going to take pride in it. So they figured out if the name had a certain, what they call frequency, if it had a certain amount of enough people to be worth mailing, but not, a, not so many that you didn't value the name, it would be very profitable to mail. And so they would mail it. And then when you'd spend three or four dollars on this you know, great report that you could frame and hide up or hang up and it'd be like a conversation piece. And then on the back end, they would send you another mail and say, hey, by the way, we got these uh, people who will, can actually make you a hand-painted coat of arms on a wooden plaque if you'd like it. And they sold them that on the back end. And the back end is always worth a lot more money. So if you have people who are marketing and selling anything, the number one way for them to boost their revenue and their profits, number one, besides finding, you know, and it, I mean, it beats finding new customers, it beats finding cheaper advertising, beats everything, is offering them something else they want. And yeah. one of those back end pieces, when my dad had left the company, they ran a competition to see if somebody wanted to um, uh, write copy to sell one of the back-end pieces. So it, was, it wasn't beating my dad's copy. People make that mistake. It was not. But if they could beat one of those uh, back-end pieces of copy for Halberts Incorporated, they would win a, a, big, a lot of money and a job. The guy who won it was Dan Kennedy. Oh, that wow. That was his first job oh. in copywriting. That's a great story. I didn't know that. I know he always praises your father, but I didn't know that's where he started. But yeah, he definitely gives a lot of respect back. But that's a great point. Well, yeah, yeah. All your dad's readings, he talks about that back end. It's a lot of times we're just so focused on the customers and getting new ones. Especially, I work mostly with chiropractors and practice. They always want to get new clients in and get them in right away, and they, you know, forget about keeping them longer and offering more services. And you know, back end in healthcare even is the same deal. So that was a great point, Bond. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, so cool. you know, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just cruising along, trying, you know, finding other like you know puzzles to solve is what I do. Direct nice. You're living. You're living the life. I got. I got a one. I got two more questions for you. Know we're getting near the end of the time. So we all know who your okay. favorite number one copywriter is. Who would you say is the number two all-time copywriter after your father? Oh, uh, that would be. I mean, for everybody, for the most part. It, always Gary Benzavinga. Some people will even claim that he's number one. Um, and Gary Benzavinga is a fantastic guy. One of the things that Kevin and I did is we were the first ones to get him to do something out of retirement because, um, and I take pride in this, because we got his, I got his email address and I said, we're looking for great copywriters to email or to each record a letter or an issue of the Gary Halbert letter. And my, um, I don't know, I didn't, don't know if you're willing to do this or not, but my dad had so much respect for you. And my dad, this is the guy my dad would say is the other, you know, but my dad used to say this. He'd say, if your life was on the line, Bob, I would want to still write the copy. But the last person in the world I'd want to be up against is Gary Benzabinga. Because he wanted, <laughs> he'll put in so much time and effort and work. And by the way, he spends a lot of time working on his editing. 
And I told him that story, and I said, so in honor of that, if you're willing to do it, I've saved my dad's most beloved and favorite, uh, fan favorite uh, newsletter, the one about the hamburger stand, just for you if you're willing to read it and add commentary. And he wrote back, he said, how could I turn that down? Sure, and he did it. <laughs> nice, and that's a great story. We, we, so we put the all-star audio series together, and it's the list of all what I consider to be top copywriters. And some of them agree with my dad. Some of them disagree on something. But it's Kennedy, Joe Sugarman, uh, Gary Benzamega, Carlton. I mean, just if you look at it, it's, it is, it's the Gary Howard Lair all-star audio series is a, who's, is a who's who of the copywriters that I would fully endorse. But if you would ask me that question... Like if we're at dinner and you were looking for a copywriter, I would then ask you, what niche? Because the person I would recommend in one niche might be different, you know, than for another niche. And one of my yep. favorite copywriters of all time has passed away. The guy who wrote copy that sounded more like my father than anybody else was Scott Haynes. And that's because mm, yep. he, he spent so much time writing in the vein of my dad or in, you know, ghostwriting for my father. Now, that doesn't mean I think he's the best in finance or the best in this, you know, in, in different niches. He's definitely made me a lot of money. But <laughs> he was, you know, but he had the tone and the intonation of my father down better than anybody else. And I love that guy. And we'll always miss him. Okay, Very cool question? stuff, yeah. Yeah, a lot of greats. And then, uh, yeah, I was going to wrap it up. And if people wanted to get more information on your father or yourself, what are some of the good resources? I know you got a couple websites, and uh, you pass that along to our listeners so they get in touch with you and get more Gary Halbert information. Sure. Okay, uh, I'm going to give you three resources. One is going to be bondhalbert.com, as my dad would say, cleverly named. Okay? <laughs> um, and there you can, you know, that's where if you sign up, you'll actually get a notepad sent out. And I, if I do send out a personal email to, you know, letting people know what's about a new offer or anything that's coming up. And I don't do that. I do it so rarely that I only put out stuff that I think everybody is going to just go gaga over. Um, the second source site I'm going to give you is to go to thegaryhalbertletter.com. Don't forget to type in the the part, T-H-E. And that is still the very best. And I call it the online mecca of copywriting. Um, everybody finds their way to it, and you will find yourself sitting up at night reading these letters and just go through it and realize how can, if you ask yourself, how can I apply this? you will see how it's already applied. You know, everybody knows Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels. And you'll quickly realize that you're only one sales funnel away from solving all your problems. Is it just a derivative of you're only one sales letter away? And that's why Russell Brunson pays so much homage to my father as well. So, and I thought it was a great way of, you know, honoring him by doing that. But um, the third source I'm going to give you is actually, if you're on social media, join our copy group, the Gary Halbert Club, uh, uh, the Gary Halbert Copy Club. And, you know, what we will do is sometimes, that's sometimes because it's the copy club, we will make our very first quick announcements for stuff like that, like when we have events. And again, we don't do, we do it rarely. So we're not, you know, we're not pushing. We did an event recently in Vegas, and it was just one of the best events I'd ever attended. Uh, we, I wanted to go to that so bad. I saw the list and I like had a. I think I had another seminar already scheduled. I was like so mad. I almost like canceled another seminar because the list of people you had there was like unbelievable. I was like, oh, I got to be here, but I just and, couldn't get out of another boy, arrangement. 
I don't want to make you jealous, but boy, did they over-deliver. I mean, we got people now, I've seen people on other seminars and events going, man, I learned this and I'm making bank because I learned this at that event. And they, that that's like a copywriting masterclass. But fortunately, I am going to be coming out with tapes for that. I'm writing the, uh, I'm getting, and the great part about it is that stuff was timeless. You know, you go to some events and everything and they're talking about Facebook or they're talking about something that will be kind of very passe in two years. Everything they talked about at that event will be valid for 10, 20, 30 years from now. It'll keep going because it was Yeah, the principles always work. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was all based on Gary Halbert teaching the people that we selected for that event. But anyway, at the copy club is where you're first going to hear about events like that. It's, um, so sure. those three sources, bonthalbert.com, the Gary Halbert Copy Club on Facebook, and the GaryHalbertLetter.com. Nice. I follow all three of there, and there's a lot of good information. And, yeah, the Gary Halbert Letter site, there's, there's so much, uh, tons of free stuff. You guys have some stuff for sale, too, but there's more information on there than you could probably get through in a lifetime. There's so much great value you guys give away. So, Bon, I really appreciate having you on. And, uh, you know, I talk to you, I'd love to talk to you for hours, but I know you got places to go. It's a lot of great info, and uh, your dad was a great man, helped a lot of people, and you're a great guy helping a lot of people and continuing the message. So we appreciate you sharing and being on the show tonight, buddy. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. All right, Bon. Have a good night, buddy. Yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.